original stories from Matthew and Kay. I'm your host, Matthew Carroll, and yes, I am back for this one episode, and maybe periodically through the summer, but I'm getting uh, my cottage food license for Georgia so I can sell things at fairs and stuff, so that's what I'm here for because my mom is at her Bible study, so I just came with my dad to the office, so here I am, and my two other amazing hosts are here, it is... Kay Esterman. And Mackenzie Esterman. And we're bringing you one, not one, not two, but three stories. We have Candy Topia, Amazing Ed and Doorknocker, and Billy Bob, the first part, because Kay sadly didn't finish it because she was lazy for doing something. So, we couldn't, so she couldn't do that, so she did it literally while we were preparing for the show. So, if it's terrible, blame Kay. Well, thanks for that. You're so very welcome. And let's get into our announcements, which is, I'm back, as I said, but not for long. This is the main announcement that I really wanted to share, and it is this. The preview for something amazing. The sequel for John and Jamie. Are you ready? Or are you not? Because here we go. Maybe. And now, for the there. moment you've all been waiting for, the five-year-old superheroes. Their names are, wait for it, John and Jamie. You will hear the adventures with little pops from both of their mentors, Tony and Faith. They might help John and Jamie on some of their adventures. I hope you'll hear all these stories on Original Stories from Matthew and Kay. And that's the preview. It is brought for John and Jamie, the sequel of Terrific Tony that's been with us since the beginning. Okay, so how about we just go ahead and dive straight in to a story that Mackenzie will be reading, which is Billy and Bob. So go for it, Mackenzie. Have you ever heard of Billy and Bob? B-D-F-F-S. Best dog friends forever. Now, well then, would you like to hear their story? It all started two years ago when a little girl named Natalie, Natalie walked into Sam's Pet Shop. Now, Natalie had been wanting a dog for a while, and her parents had finally given in, and for her 10th birthday, they told her to pick out her very own dog. She looked around for 20 minutes, but just couldn't decide. but just couldn't decide on a dog. She... Then she saw him, a German Shepherd puppy. I want this one, Natalie declared. The German Shepherd, 
her father asked skeptically. Yes, Natalie replied. Okay, if that's the one you want. That day, they walked out of the store with a new puppy. We need to go to the puppy, to the pet supply store. Now, now to get things like a collar and a leash. Natalie's mom, Lauren, announced, next stop, the pet supply store. Natalie's father exclaimed. They drove through quickly and began to search for everything they would need. They got a water bowl, a food bowl, a red collar, a blue leash, and a bed, and some actual food. Oh, and another dog. That's right. Natalie convinced her parents to get her new a new dog who she decided to call Bob. Friend. The dog was a mutt, so they didn't know exactly what breed he was. He was brown and had big ears. They took him home and named him Billy. Billy and Bomb became very fast friends. Soon they could leave each other. Soon they wouldn't leave each other's side. Now I'll have to cut this story short, but don't worry. The Billy and Bob story will continue next week. So, that is the story of Billy and Bob, written by our very own Kay Esterman, like every story that is going to be read today. The next story will be Candytopia, and I start us off for that. Are are you guys ready for Candytopia, the gum giant, part 202? (gasps) Here we go. Queen Samantha was trying to restore order in the... In the hectic city, pedestrians and tourists were running around screaming, and the royal army was trying to herd the terrified crowd into the castle where they would be safer. General Hudson, can you get control of the crowd? Je- queen Samantha yelled through the noise. The general made his way over to the queen. I don't think so, he admitted, but we have to try. No, no, Queen Samantha said firmly. What? the general asked, confused. I said, no, she repeated. The crowd will run away from the giant. They can make it to the castle on their own. You and the rest of the army must focus your attention to the giant. Quickly, go! General Hudson nodded and turned, disappearing into the crowd, yelling, Focus on the giant! Leave the pedestrians! Suddenly, a bunch of reporters appeared in front of the queen. Chaos erupts inside the legendary Candytopia as a gum giant, not seen since the city's beginning, breaks down the thick walls of Candytopia and begins to destroy the city. The once beautiful Candytopia, once thought to be safe, will soon meet its end. A reporter announced, Hey, stop that! Queen Samantha thudded angrily, thundered angrily. Candytopia will, will not meet its end. Not while I'm queen. Sorry, Queen Samantha, but at sunset tonight, you'll be stripped of all powers as ruler. The reporter remarked, Candytopia is good as finished. Not if I have anything to say about it, Summer interrupted. Queen Samantha turned, 
around to see a small girl standing in front of her. The strange child looked to be around seven years old. She wore something that slightly resembled a ninja outfit, but it was pink. The girl held two gleaming swords and a bow strapped across her back, along with a quiver of arrows. Excuse me, the reporter said, annoyed. Go away, you silly girl. The giant's a job for the royal army, and I'm trying to talk to the queen. The girl looked at the reporter. Did you just call me a silly girl? Well, as a matter of fact, I did, the reporter smirked. Suddenly, the girl was gone. Good she left. Now, where were we? Oh, have... What? Now, where were we? You have probably figured it out. Or maybe you haven't figured it out. Because you probably don't know what 2 plus 2 equals. I'm not a silly girl, the rude reporter asked Queen Samantha. Suddenly, in that flash, silver reporter's hair was three times shorter than the camera was cut in half. What the? The reporter screamed. Who? Before she could finish her sentence, the girl in the pink ninja outfit had appeared again. It was me. And as you figured out, or maybe you haven't figured out, because you probably don't know what 2 plus 2 equals, I am not a silly girl. Queen Samantha stifled a laugh at the look on the reporter's face. Before the girl could say more, a giant pink foot appeared in front of them. Run! Queen Samantha yelled fearfully. She and the reporter dove out of the way, but the girl stubbornly stayed where she was. What are you doing? Queen Samantha cried. Get over here! The girl ignored Queen Samantha and took out her swords once more. In a flash, she was off, a blur of pink and gray in the occasional brown of her arrows that a moment later would appear somewhere in the gum giant. The child slashed and hacked and shot her bow into the gum, into the gum giant. The royal army had stopped their attack to stare. In a few more seconds, the giant had lost its other foot and both arms and legs. Soon the giant had fallen and was laying at Queen Samantha's feet. Everyone stood still in stunned, in stunned silence, staring at the small girl. Finally, the silence was broken by Queen Samantha. General Hudson, could you and your men please get this giant out of here? Queen Samantha asked kindly. The general nodded and immediately began to dispose of it, while Queen Samantha addressed the reporter. I think you owe someone an apology, Miss... Carson, Angelina Carson... The reporter groaned. She stepped forth slowly and turned to Queen Samantha. I am terribly sorry this girl and her antics interrupted our conversation. That is not what I meant, and you know it, Queen Samantha replied sharply. Fine, Angelina Carson sighed. I am sorry I called you a silly girl, she said grudgingly, addressing the girl. And? And telling you to go away, Angelina grunted. Apology accepted, the girl replied after a moment. Now, I think a thank you is in order as well, Queen Samantha announced. The crowd nodded. What's your name? The queen asked the girl. I'm Riley, she announced as though proud of her name. Well, Riley, thank you. You saved the city of Candytopia and all of its citizens, not to mention the many tourists. Well, it was nothing, Riley shrugged, although she sounded like she liked all the attention. Now, those tourists didn't come here for nothing. You need to announce a new queen, and the general has to announce a new general. You're right, Riley, although I never said anything about a new general, Queen Samantha said. Well, he did, Riley replied, pointing to General Hudson. He said he was resigning and appointing a new general. Is this true, Hudson? Yes, Hudson announced. 
and I think I've made my decision. As have I, Queen Samantha announced. The new queen is Nori Johnson. The crowd cheered as a girl around 15 made her way to Queen Samantha. During the crisis, the day Nori had helped out almost everywhere, she had gotten over 200 people safely to the castle and saved many shops and homes from being destroyed. Using her surroundings and smarts, Queen Samantha announced, for these acts of courage and many others, I officially announced Nora Marie, Nori Marie Johnson as your new queen. The crowd cheered for the new royal and Nori blushed. Now it is time for our own General Hudson to announce the new general of Candytopia. The new general of of Candytopia, Royal Honors. General Hudson walked over. Um, hi, he said. Look, I'm not very good at public speaking, so I'll make this quick. My choice is young, quick, and smart. Today she showed showed bravery in battle and loyalty to Candytopia. That is why I have chosen the first girl general of the Royal Army of Candytopia, the giant slayer herself, Riley Phillips. Riley looked shocked, but I'm only seven. I don't care. Age doesn't really matter as long as you're capable and you, my girl, are capable. Riley didn't agree. Didn't argue. I was. It was a new day in Candytopia with improved sex security, and a new general and a new queen. The end. Wow, that was absolutely great, Mackenzie. So, uh, Mackenzie also starts The Amazing End of Door Knocker Part 10. I know it's a lot for you to read, Mackenzie, but you'll be great. Okay, start us off, Mackenzie. James raced after Edna. Stop, he yelled, grabbing her arm. Let go of me, Edna exclaimed. Why'd you do that? Because you need to slow down. You just declared war, James replied eagerly. I know, I know. So, so... There's only two of us and about 20 of them. I know I have I have a plan. 
and the snack. Yeah, and what's this plan of yours? James asked. Well, um, since I took them by surprise, they might not take us seriously for a while. Then they'll be a scramble, scramble mess. Then they figured out that we were seriously. That we were serious, Edna said. While they're running around trying to figure out what just happened, we need to get ready. I see. And how exactly are we supposed to prepare? And two of us to face all of them. James questioned her father. Well. You can start recruiting people, and I'll get some weapons—not weapons that could hurt them for real or anything. Edna added quickly, seeing the quizzical look on James' face. Just some stuff. All waters, all water guns, and fake slingshots that only shoot rubber balls and foam balls. Shooters. That sort of stuff. Nothing that could possibly harm them. I see, James said. And how exactly do we win? Well. We'll find out soon, soon enough. Now, go get some teammates. I have some shopping to do. Before James could ask her anything else, Edna sped away to the store. That girl is insane, just insane. James muttered. Then he sat. Set out looking for some teammates. Eventually, he managed to get ten people. He quickly made a list, which he took a quick picture of the of and sent to Edna. Carly, Ch- Charles, Natalie, Shelby, Carson, Andrew, Mackenzie, Lily, Max, Jason. It wasn't much, but it was better than two. They are officially a team of twelve. I wish we were a team of thirteen. He thought wishfully, wistfully, thinking of Mar- Mauricia. He began to tell the new members of the t- of Team Edna what the plan was. While a couple of miles away, Edna was shopping for some water guns. I. Do I get the triple squirt gun, or do I get an extra, or do I get the extra powerful water gun? I just, I'll just get both. And shoved about, shoved about four of each into the bag. This should be enough. She, she had already put at least twenty different types of si- types and sizes of water guns. This should definitely be enough. She decided. Suddenly, she felt her phone buzz in her pocket. 
She pulled it out, and she thought, well, it's better than nothing, and I noticed a group of around 15 girls in front of her. Jeez, they're loud, Anna thought, annoyed. Hey, you, Anna exclaimed. The girls turned toward her. What do you want? One of them asked. I need help in a war, Anna announced. If you help me soak a bunch of kindergartners, then I'll buy each of you a toy. The girls were around seven, and they seemed interested at the mention of a toy. Okay, but we have to ask our mom, one of them said. Wait, you guys are sisters? Edna exclaimed. Jeez, yeah. People are usually surprised when we tell them we are there. Then we tell the, the 15 of us are sisters. One of them exclaimed. Okay, cool. I have an army of tiny sisters. Now, where's your mom? After a lot of begging, explaining, and bribing, Edna finally convinced the girl's mother to let them come with her. She wasn't a very good parent, as Edna had discovered. Edna checked her watch. It was 4.15. She took a picture of the girls and sent it to James before leading the group over to a bus, then heading toward the school. She began to explain how the whole thing was going to work. Squirt anyone who's not on your team. Here's a picture of your other teammates. Edna pulled out her phone and showed them a picture James had sent her. They looked at it for a moment before nodding their heads, a sign she could continue. That's all you need to know. If you squirt them, they're out. They rode the rest of the way in silence and arrived back at the school at 4.50. Edna quickly handed out water guns, slingshots, and nerf guns, along with packs filled with bullets. Foam ones, of course. Soon the other team arrived. Edna had been right. They had simply shown up. No weapons and seemingly no plan. Edna gave them each a water gun and began to explain the rules just like she had done in the bus. Soon everyone was ready. Well, Edna, it's been fun, but it's time for my team to win, Amelia snarled. You mean it's time for my team to win, Edna retorted. That's what I said, Amelia replied, confused. I mean my as in Team Edna. Oh, never mind. Three, two, one, go, Edna yelled, and so it began. Water flew everywhere. One by one, players were eliminated. Around halfway through, Mauricia turned up and began to help Edna. They quickly dove behind a tree so they could talk. I'm so sorry I yelled at you, um, Mauricia called out over the noise. I'm sorry I used you and forced you to lie for me, Edna called back. They ducked out from behind the tree and plunged back into the battle. Soon, it was just Edna and Amelia left. Well, Edna, this is it, Amelia declared. I guess so, Edna replied. At the same time, they pulled the trigger of their water guns and... Nothing happened. They were out of water. Edna and Amelia raced for the refill bucket and began to fill their guns as quickly as possible. Edna snapped her gun shut, took aim, and pulled the trigger. It seemed like ages before the water hit Amelia and secured a Team Edna victory, but it was only a couple seconds. We won! Edna exclaimed happily. We won! And so they had. The war was finished and Edna would remain at the school and forever torment and annoy her fellow classmates. The end. And that's the end forever because that was the Amazing Edna Doorknocker finale. There will be no more Amazing Edna Doorknockers. So, therefore, that is the end of Candatopia. That is the end of the Amazing Edna Doorknocker. But we have new beginnings, right? We have new beginnings. No beginnings. We have, yes, we have, what do we have? John and Jamie. So that is the new beginning that we will be starting most likely next week. But 
we have to go ahead and just say, just to sign off for you. I know it wasn't much. We don't really have to discuss, I don't feel like. Do you think we have to discuss, Kay? No, I don't. I think so. I don't, I don't think so. I just I think so. Yeah, they kind of just like, they kind of explain themselves. We had two endings of the things. We don't need any more discussions because there's, I mean, like, the animal stories, Rick the Groundhog and Billy and Bob, those are self-explanatory. There are, and a door knocker that's self-explanatory, and it's done. And we also had the Canatopia. That's pretty self-explanatory, so I don't feel the need to explain any of those to you. So, I'm just going to go ahead and sign off. I'm your host, Matthew Carroll. My two other amazing cousins slash hosts are also here. We're Kay Esterman and... Mackenzie Esterman. And we'll see you next... Actually, they'll see you next time on Original Stories from Matthew and Kay. See you guys later. Bye. And now, for the moment you've all been waiting for, the five-year-old superheroes. Their names are... Wait for it... John and Jamie! You will hear the adventures with little pops up above their mentors, Tony and Faith. They might help John and Jamie on some of their adventures. I hope you'll hear all these stories on Original Stories from Matthew.